I didn't say I was single and looking. I just said I was single. Okay. <laughs> single Don't try to comment ready to mingle. <laughs> we'll have her phone number at the bottom. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Faith Duo. Back with another video. <laughs> Are you mocking me? <laughs> Alright you guys, as you can see, we pulled Karen back in and we are interviewing her today. And we are wanting to get all types of different views from different Christians so you can see different walks of life in Christianity and so forth. So... Alright, first question. What do you think uh, most people misunderstand about Christians? <laughs> uh, well, I think people think that we're perfect or we think we are perfect or that we're better than other people. All that's kind of the same thing. They think that Christians don't make mistakes or that we're, we're just like Jesus. We're trying to be like Jesus and that means we think we're perfect, which is not which is not the case at all. Not at all. I good mean, answer, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, David, obviously, he, he, he did some stuff. Yeah. And he was still a man after God's own heart. A harlot yeah. saved Joshua and Caleb. Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas was doubting, but he was still an apostle. I mean, yeah. Peter Drops. cut off somebody's ear. There's, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And just because we're trying to be like somebody who's perfect doesn't mean that we are. Jesus is the only one that's perfect. So Christians yeah. do make mistakes. We struggle from day to day with a lot of the same things that everybody else struggles with. Um. What's the problem that you feel like, that you, like I guess the most challenging problem that you've been through that you overcame? So bad things have happened to me. There's, you know, and, there, and I don't need to get specific because I think the main thing, the hardest thing that's every single day that it's hard to get past is patience, at least for me, yeah. for me personally. So when you, you know, we, we got to work a job. Unfortunately, I don't get to work in the church or in a um, I guess a Christian like job per se, but so I work in, in the regular world around a lot of people who are not Christian. Um, and so it is very difficult. It's difficult to deal with people sometimes, people from different walks of life with who are mean to you, who are rude to you, who don't understand you or try to get you in some way. And patience is, is very difficult. It's hard to, because people think we think we're perfect, it ties into that yeah. um if you're if you're ever like short with somebody or you don't get them or you know you yeah, do I anything you were a christian <laughs> i mean <laughs> it, exactly well, i oh i oh you you know it, it so it's hard to deal with people when you're trying to present christ and trying to show that you are of christ and be around people who are not to to laugh with people and get to know people and be friendly with people when you don't always agree with everything they're saying and doing mm -hmm. and it's difficult to deal with difficult people you know especially i work in a customer service type of job so yeah, and it, it's yeah and it's it's real and sometimes unfortunately people who are 
say they're of Christ or say that they're in the church are the worst to deal with because they feel like, well, because I'm a Christian, then I can do whatever I want because I'll get forgiven or something of that nature. So yeah. every struggle on a daily basis is patience to to be your best self around people who are challenging that. Yeah. Um, I mean, in bad, I always personally have... Christ or the church is what mellows me. It helps me feel better. It helps it helps life to stay stagnant. But going to work every day, going out in the public every day, dealing with people who are rude to you or inappropriate to you or try to call at you or something as a woman too, that it's it's difficult not to just snap and get rude or have like road rage because somebody cuts you off like all that is kind of yeah. tied into that and it's all the time. every single day and I've definitely made mistakes and thought ooh I hope nobody saw that but obviously yeah. God sees it so we gotta keep on that every day we have to overcome and you know pick up ourselves the next day and try to be better than we were the day before so yeah patience is I think is a huge one for everybody I do think that the newness that God gives every morning is like a blessing that everybody takes for granted because like every day you can just start over like this one and yeah. and we don't know when it'll be our last day yeah. as well you do get a new day but what if you don't so it you have to really struggle with if this is the last time somebody sees me or comes in contact with me, is this what I want to present to them? Is this what I want to show to them? And unfortunately, sometimes you don't, you do, you don't get that second chance. Tell me about a Christian that touched your heart um, or just somebody that you know helped you along the way and kind of changed your thinking or changed the way that you started acting. Mm. Karen, you don't even have to say that. <laughs> I said, I don't have to say you, do I? <laughs> but, um, no. Uh, I was, actually, I have two. Okay. Um, one, I mean, most people watching this may not know this person, but her name is Margaret Grice. She's a much older lady. I would say 90-ish. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but a long time ago, probably, ooh, uh... 10 years plus, 10 years plus, I don't know, 15 maybe. Uh -huh. I was dating someone at the time who was not a Christian, who wasn't a good example and wasn't really helping me to be who I was supposed to be being. And my mom, you know, my parents are disappointed in me. I was coming home too late. I was staying out and they knew that I wasn't being being who I was supposed to be. So anyway, this, this lady, Miss Margaret, she had a husband who was not a Christian. She was married to him for a very long time before he passed, and he was never a Christian as far as I know. And she wrote me a letter. She knew my mom must have talked to her, or they've met him once. I can't remember why, but she wrote me a letter and said something about, um, you know, I always wish that my husband was a Christian. And she just was trying to encourage me to think about that, to think about, you know, what if this is your last moment? Is this how you want to be? Is this the person you want to be with? And it was very sweet, it didn't offend me, it didn't really even make me mad, but she said it and wrote it in a way that really made me think. I don't, we probably did stay together for a little longer, not gonna <laughs> lie, but we didn't stay together. In the end, we did not stay together and it really helped me to think about that in the long run. Yeah. Like that, that's a great point. I mean, why am I doing this if it's never gonna last and, and I'm not helping him to be who he's supposed to be? Because in the end, we, we go to heaven Initially, we go to heaven by ourselves. We we are the person we need to save first. 
So if I'm not saving myself, I'm obviously not saving anyone else. So I'm anyway, what yeah. she said really helped me in that. Well, that's good that you have somebody that can come to you and not like offend you, but still get their point across and you know help you out. So that's, that's really good. And she did it even not even knowing if it would offend me or not because she cared about me a lot and she yeah. cared about my family and she really wanted to help. The other one is something different. It was, and I, I ooh, do I remember his name? Oh, yes I do, I do remember his name. His name is Don Blackwell, which is a good link to put down below, just okay. saying, but he he's, um, I think world, world, anyway, we'll put it later, I can't remember what it's called, World Video Bible or something okay. like that, Video Bible School. But anyway, he's known, He's he works a website, he's, um, in charge of a Christian website that has a lot of resources and videos and things. Anyway, he came to our congregation to speak about alcohol, about drinking. And that was a specific topic. That's why I remember it was a second one. And I wasn't, uh, I had drank before socially, like with people who weren't Christians or anything, but it, I never had a problem with it or anything like that. But he spoke about the topic and should we or should we not drink? And we can link that later down below because, you know, it's a lot Good to question. read and a lot to go through. That's a whole separate topic, but that's what it was about. And I had been hanging out with people and dating people who had drink because it's a normal worldly social thing. So he went through the whole lesson and he made a lot of really good points and it just all of a sudden then I thought you know what I shouldn't be doing that. He's right and for some reason whatever whatever way he said it just made a lot of sense to me. Just a lot of sense and so I haven't um what was I it? just the didn't fraction, do it anymore. What was it the fraction drunk? No it, yeah it was one? I mean there was a lot of different I remember him saying like it was it talked about being an example so like say you're out and you're drinking and somebody sees you drinking is that the best example you could set for somebody who maybe doesn't go to church and wants to oh well she drinks so I can do that too and you don't know who you're influencing if somebody sees you drinking and then you know they want to drink and then they have a problem then you may have kind of been that stumbling block for them and not right. even known it possibly yeah. and it talks about yeah one drink you're closer and closer and you know there there was a lot like I said but it, whatever he said it just really hit home and it made a lot of sense and it was different from everything else I'd ever heard because growing up don't drink don't do drugs don't do this don't do this yeah. and that's all you ever hear sometimes especially when you're younger so the way he presented it just made a lot of sense and I kind of want to say so <laughs> You could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why i would just say tomorrow is a new day i do like that idea we already talked about it maybe it's in my mind but tomorrow is a new day and that and why because you so many people are going to come across that you never know which is a cliche thing to say, but you never know what some, somebody is going through. Remember that maybe a lot of bad stuff happened today, maybe you made a lot of mistakes today, but tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow you can change. You could change right now if you wanted to. All right, so how did you get introduced to the Bible or the church, and when did you realize that you need to become a Christian? <laughs> I know what I was gonna say. Um, so I became a Christian, I remember the date, May 25th, 1997. Why are you trying to be the same month as me? Really? Mm -hmm. So May 25th, 1997, which was one day before my 14th birthday. Mine was like one week before my... Stop trying to <laughs> I was 14. No, I was 13. So 
But I do remember, I remember the date because it was the day before my birthday and I was really happy that I got baptized and I wanted Chick-fil-A real bad, but Chick-fil-A <laughs> is closed on Sundays. Sunday. More power to I like it. You know, yeah. they got the right idea in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I was, I was about to be 14 and I remember, I remember thinking... I should have done this already. I definitely should have done this already. I was too old. I should have been a Christian already. I was definitely smart enough and mature mature enough to know that I should have been a Christian. I remember specifically thinking I should have done this already. And maybe, and I don't remember, I don't remember why I didn't. Maybe I was scared to go up or you yeah, know, I mean, like I was probably like, like yeah, you go up front, like at least where, where we were going, you would, you, they would ask if anybody had anything to say or like prayers to ask for, come forward. You had to go all the way up to the front of the church building in front of everybody. And at that time, there was a lot of people going there. And so it was like, I imagine that it was because I was very nervous and just didn't want people staring at me or yeah. something. And as a woman, we weren't like involved in the service like the men were obviously. So it's, it's nerve wracking. But I just remember thinking I should have done this already and I go up and I remember I was chewing gum and my mom was making fun of how I was talking and chewing gum at the same time and that was rude and she corrected me on that later <laughs> in a nice way probably but I was I was happy to do it and I remember that um, I didn't ask for my dad to baptize me and usually that's what people do but for some reason I wanted um, our friend Dick Weber to baptize me because he I think he was teaching our youth class at that time and maybe I don't oh he's a few years younger than me but maybe you were in there at the same but I don't remember if we were in there maybe his brother was in there yeah, but probably. we all had a youth class and Dick Weber probably I should have said him for the people that influenced me the most but I'm now yeah. thinking of it but <laughs> anyway I asked for him to baptize me and I don't think my dad was sad I never asked him if he was but I think he was just happy that I was getting oh, yeah. baptized and it didn't really matter really? who baptized you you know I'm sure I'm feel like um, okay who baptized right. but I but I grew you know and I grew up in the church I will say that I my whole life I've been going to church as long as I can remember I've been going to the to I've been with the church, going to worship, doing all that my whole life, as long as I can remember. My parents grew up in the, well, my mom grew up in the church. My dad was a Christian, like, around year, his age 18, I think, and that's when they got married. So, that's my so whole funny. life, I've been going every Sunday, twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday, my whole life. I can count on one hand how many times I did not go to church, honestly. So, it was... For me, I knew, like, I knew probably way before then I should have been a Christian, got baptized, but I just, for whatever reason, I didn't, and I was kind of young. I don't remember exactly why, and I remember that night, so I got baptized Sunday morning, and that night, two more people got baptized, Jessica Whitmire, (laughs) shout out to Jessica, whatever her last name is now, and Nathan (laughs) White also got baptized that same night. He was my brother's best friend and a little older than me. I remember him. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you not very good at? They ask you this in job interviews. Have they ever done that? What's your biggest weakness? I'm not going to tell you what my weakness <laughs> is. Don't y'all use this against me. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, hello. That's that question. I know it's. Uh, <laughs> 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 now, weakness is working too hard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. What am I not good at? Um, I'm not always good at not saying no. And what I mean by that is like, 
you you want to be nice to people and if they ask you to do something you just want to say yes yeah. even though you know you don't really have the time or you can't really devote the time to it to make it as good as you possibly could or saying yes to things and then not showing up because you know you're probably not gonna make it like that kind of thing so you do that yeah sometimes when I, that's what I'm saying because I do everything people ask me all the time. Oh, okay. So yeah. sometimes you get stressed out, or like because part of that is because sometimes you can resent people. Like you'll start blaming them because you don't get stuff done. It's your fault because you asked me to do this and now I can't get this done. No, that's on you. You need to say no if you can't do it. And I'm working on that. I think I'm a lot better than I used to be because now I'm older and I get tired, you know, and I don't want to work like all day and all night. So if somebody asks you, can you work? Can you stay late? No, because I have Bible class. Or can you um, do this? I said, well, you know, if I'm already yeah. watching somebody's pets and somebody else asks me, well, I could if I do this, this day and this, this time, then I'll get it all done. But no, I think in the end, your mental health and your stress level is more important to your daily living. So really think about how much you have on your plate and whether you really should be doing it. And is it stopping you from doing the things you're really supposed to be doing? <laughs> now, I've read, you know, I've read books, I've listened to videos on like successful people and that's what they say they became good at saying no um, and they're able to dedicate because whatever you say yes to, you're dedicating your time, your energy to it and you're saying no to a lot of other things. Um, but when you can become efficient at saying no to what you need to, you can become more efficient and be successful at the things that you need to be doing. So uh, that's something that I'm, I need to work on too because you know I, I feel like I'm a yes man. I wanna you know, please everybody, say yes to this, this and that, um, but I do need to say no sometimes. Right, last question, if you had $100 million, no red tape, what would you do with it? Ooh. Ooh, it's hard not to be selfish when you have that much money, I imagine. But I think that when, if there's plenty of it, $100 million, $100 million, I definitely don't owe that much in debt, okay? So I could definitely pay off my debt, first of all. We're not going to tell you how much it is, but, you know, something, a little bit of it. And then I would pay off my parents' debt. Um, because I think that would make everyone happier if you're not worrying about yeah. money is not everything but it does help a little bit and I think that would take out a lot of stress for a lot of people like if I had plenty of it and I knew people were hurting I would pay off my parents debt my friends debt my brother's debts like I would pay it all if I had a hundred million dollars and there was no red tape like he said and I could yeah. spend it and not worry about was I ever gonna get any more or something then sure I would I would definitely do that and I and I also think um, this isn't even really church related because money doesn't really bring, you know, money doesn't bring people to church. Not really because that's, it goes away. It's not something that lasts forever. Yeah. So I think I would pay, I would definitely pay off debt. Maybe I would even help the church building, help them get a new roof or something or whatever. So my job, um, I work in the healthcare industry and it kind of is related to debt, but I, I honestly, I would like go into where people check in and pay co-pays and pay their bills and just be like, oh, I got that. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> because it's so stressful, you know, yeah. and that's part of dealing with people every day. People get really upset about money, upset about having to pay it, upset about people saying they owe it. And that's a lot of the reason why people get upset and, you know, and so if I had plenty of money, I would be like, you know, like Tyler Perry or like 
ludicrous or whoever like walks around to Walmart to be paying people's layaways or whatever yeah. and I would just like go to hospitals and pay people surgery yeah. bills I mean sometimes it's only like six hundred dollars which is a lot of money yeah. but if you have a hundred million dollars it's nothing right. so nothing. I think <laughs> it is selfish in a way because helping people makes you feel better but it also it's nice to help people it's nice to make them feel better like yeah. you know we'll pay them their college or whatever I, I may not ever have kids but if I got friends have kids give them some money let them like you know save their car their first car off to the side or whatever pay people's debt help people because i think i think that makes people feel better and it'll you never know if they even if they don't appreciate it some people will some people will like it if you hold the door open for them i mean pay their bills yeah they'll be real happy <laughs> but i mean the little things just yeah. helping people pay off two cars behind you pay off for their food or whatever and i could just go around to like random places and just start paying people stuff. <laughs> you know, like I would pay off my car and get a nice car, pay off my house and get a nice house. But I would help other people with it too. I know I would because I would feel too guilty just like enjoying myself and everybody else around me is miserable. Like that's no fun. You want people to like yeah. be happy too, not Karen, just yourself. You are so I mean, Karen. I'm not even kidding. Like that's not a lie just so people will think I'm cool and I'm like, I'm so No, nice. that's how you like, are but, that's but I would totally are. do that. Yeah. If I feel, yeah. and that's part of being a yes person too, that you want people to be happy and you want to help them. Mm -hmm. And if you feel bad saying no because you, oh man, what are they going to do? You know, but I, in the end, I think they'll understand if you have to. But it makes, I, it, I would hope that it makes you feel good to help somebody right. else. You know, and it doesn't matter if they appreciate it. It doesn't matter if they never help you. What matters is yourself. Whatever, if, you know, you need to be your best self and do what you're supposed to do. And it should not matter what anybody else is doing. Even if they're rude to you, you hold the door open and they don't say thank you. It doesn't matter. You do what you were supposed to do. It doesn't matter if nobody else is going to church, to the church or to worship. It only matters at the moment what you're doing. It only matters if you're nice to them and you're nice because you can't. Yeah, don't get wrapped up in don't get wrapped up. feelings. Mm -mm. We want to please God, not men. Thank you. Good one. We can put that up on the screen. Yes. Yes. Oh, I guess I do have one more question to end the video. What is your favorite Bible verse? So, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Um, and I'm sorry. I don't know what the verse is, but we're going to put that on the screen <laughs> or down below too because my memory is not so good. Anyway, my favorite verse is vengeance is mine. I will repay. And I know that sounds uh, like, I don't know, I know, but that is, I have, there's so many bad it is people like, out there though. Uh, well, it, yeah, it is. And I, and it's said more than once. I will say that and it's quoted in the new Testament, I think. And it's from the old Testament, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. So anyway, the reason that it's my favorite, not because I'm coming from a place of negativity or like, they'll get theirs, but <laughs> some people probably do think that but the reason that I like that is because it makes me it makes me it makes me feel good it makes me feel that no matter what is happening that we will we will get what we deserve in the end whether it's bad things or good things whether if somebody does me wrong and nobody ever notices they're gonna they're gonna get what they deserve and not not in a mean-spirited way really or like in a vengeful way even though it says vengeance but that God will take care of you no matter what and that's that's another verse too obviously but it, it brings peace to me to know that God will always repay whether it's now or later in the next life or in heaven or paradise 
we will all get what we deserve. But I do like the way that you look at it because it's like looking at a glass of water, half empty or half full. And it's just a different perspective because um, I never really thought of it that way, but I like the way that you think of it. What difference does it make what anybody else thinks? It matters what God thinks. And God sees everything that you're doing and thinking and you're working hard and you're to, you're at work on time. You're stopping at the red lights and the stop signs. You're paying all your bills on time. You know, you're being nice to everyone and opening the door. God sees that no matter if anyone else does. He's in control and vengeance is his so you don't need to go about worrying about you know making everybody get there as they'll see you know <laughs> you don't need to worry about that but yeah you know yeah I mean but it, nobody is nobody is perfect that just goes right around to the first thing we were talking about not everyone is perfect not everyone no one is perfect let me say that no one is perfect we're all gonna mess up I'm all, sometimes my glass will be half empty and that's just the way it is because it's a real hard day and you're really tired or something. But, you know, every day is a new day. That was another, you know, and God is in control and it will change and it can look up and you can change your day. You can make your glass half full again and remember that God is watching everyone, not just you. Even if they don't believe in God, God believes in them and believes that they have a chance no matter what. And he's always watching people, even if they're not in the church he knows what's going on and he will take care of it in one way or another cool cool all right well we really appreciate you coming on here and taking your time so that we can interview you and get your perspective yes we enjoyed it we, we enjoyed did. just picking your brain a little bit okay. it was good <laughs> it was beautiful it'll be nice to her <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate y'all watching make sure you like share and subscribe much love, be the light.